Weird Shit My Mom Said, episode 31. Raise your hand if you're a mom. I'm Jules. I'm a mom. And I'm Cece. Hi, I'm Frank. nice he did sound so nice my eldest frank is with us today he's our special guest he is going to be giving us a little treat for the new year right you're going to do a tarot card reading for me you are very Uh, skilled at tarot i'm really good i did it once you did it once first you might have got it right though you know what i'm saying what did it what was the question that he asked or what was the question that you asked well i we didn't ask a question but just overall how's my life gonna go and that's how it went when i was in new orleans that's how the guy did it so it was very broad it was very broad but i i don't know like it said i was gonna get a lot of money but it was gonna be very stressful and then it said that I was going to fall in love with a friend, but that my marriage was going to be terrible. You were going to fall in love yeah, with a I friend? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I'm probably still spending it. <laughs> All right. Well, are you excited to do this, Frank? Um, I'm pretty excited. Oh, Kitty is excited too. It looks you guys like. Can- All right. So, also, are you are you nervous to be on the show? Yeah, um, I've never been recorded before on anything, really, um, except maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe cameras, like Walmart. Cameras, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Walmart, like when you're going through the Target and you're like, I'm looking fly today. And then you look up and you're like, dear Jesus, help me. I look like uh, I'm actually two steps away from being a zombie. Yeah, no, it's actually like I'm too tall for the camera to actually get my face at the self-checkout. So it's like mostly like slight double chin action. <laughs> you should have been That's like how we all look. barrel chested. It's just my chest. My massive chest. Okay, guys. All right. All right. So we're going to do this. We're going to hop right in. Um, I also have. Can we, can we not, though, for just a minute? Yeah. What do you got? We just have a message from our sponsors. Oh, our sponsors? Our sponsors are us. Yeah, me and my bank account and you and your bank account. So, yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys earlier in the episode, we really want you to leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, especially. Like, it's a big deal. If you leave us a comment on Apple... I will read that shit out loud on an episode, just like I did for our friend Jeff. Talk about your feelings. And on Spotify, I will too once we have more than 10 reviews and I can actually see it. We have to get more than 10. If you don't do this for us, we might never know. All I need is a goddamn click on five stars. That's it. That's all, all I, I ask do. of you. Okay. Yeah, there's people following us. They just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to talk about it either. Okay, that's all. That's a quick message from our sponsors. Okay. Well, in that vein, 
I that's my question. I want to know how I will do this year. Like how how will things go with this podcast? That's what I want to know. Are we going to be successful? I don't know. You tell me, Frank. I guess we'll find out. So how does this work? How does this work? Um, So basically, I'm going to take a question that you ask me, and then I'm going to look at this tiny little book that tells me what's going on after I flip three cards over. Um, Looking at this page right here, I'm going to do a three-card spread because that's the smallest one, and i got to research every single one of these. Um, Well, that sucks. The first card's going to be past, present, and then future. Well, actually, that's all three cards, but... Yeah, that's how we're going to do it. (laughs) Okay. And then it makes a difference, right? Like if the card is facing you or facing me. Um, It says this one's actually just simple and it's for novice readers. I mean, I'm an expert, but um, it says it's for simple questions, which that seems like a simple enough question. It says you just read them and any order and then there's no other directions so we're flying by the seat of our pants Woo-hoo! i like to do that it's good okay let's do this i'm his assistant yeah okay so we're gonna start off um i think you cut the deck because i made that up yeah because you're kind of reading both of us to be honest true true boom all right we got a bunch of stuff I'm going to look at now, and I'm going to read about it. But the first one's Queen of Swords, so it looks promising. And okay. there's a bunch of sticks in the other ones, so we'll find out. Like, what kind of sticks? They're, like, really tall sticks. Um, One guy might be on a horse, and there's, like, a little Christmas. What's that thing that's a circle? That's a wreath. Yeah, he's got a wreath on the top of his stick, but he also has a wreath around his head. He has a so I'll take circle. a picture of these cards and snap them and post them. Okay. And the other one's two people standing between four sticks. Um, and there's a castle in the background, so that might mean you also get rich. So, Bitches. All right. So that's, that's where we're going to start off. Oh, they're wands. You'll love this, Mom. Okay. Okay. All right. So those sticks are actually wands. That's like a really big difference. Yeah, they're, that's a big difference. Does that mean I'm a wizard? It's not a good thing for the queen. It's not a good yeah. thing for the queen? Shh. No, I guess. Um, stands Am for, I the queen? Well, it's for your, your podcast, so the podcast okay. is the queen. It stands okay. for widowhood, female sadness, and embarrassment, absence, oh, no! <laughs> sterility, mourning, uh, pivotation, and separation. I mean, which the last one I could see because it's like there's multiple different meanings to each one I as to what I understand. So I would assume this one's the separation one. It just means you guys are going to stay separated far away from each other while you do the podcast. So it means it's probably going to suck because you guys are super far away from each other. We never get Can to I hang out. I miss you so much. I can't hardly stand it. So actually, the this next card is a number six of wands. Um, but this wand is wizard. actually a staff. Yeah, it's actually oh. a staff, so it's actually wizard stuff. I knew it. And it's carried by the king's courier. Reversed means apprehension, fear of the victorious enemy at the gate, treachery, disloyalty. What are you going to do? the gate's being opened to the enemy. Well, you guys are fighting an enemy right now. Nobody's listening to you guys and commenting on shit. So, uh, 
You guys are oh. probably afraid that no one wants to make comments, so you guys need to comment on some shit. <laughs> I am That's the afraid. disloyalty from our fans. I know. I am afraid of disloyalty from our fans. We need you. Oh, the last one's good. <laughs> um, these wands are planted in the ground <laughs> as staves. So uh, this for—they're meaning that they are for once. Basically, means you're—you've perfected the work that you're doing, and you're gonna receive prosperity and peace. That's for the future. Yeah, so that is the future. So that means so in, like you'll be successful just... once these people start commenting on things. Oh my god. Hey, look, I just know you guys. I, I, I don't listen to a ton of your, your guys' podcasts, but that was the first thing you guys talked about. So you want to know how this was going to go, and that's where I got. Your good thing it wasn't uh, reversed, because uh, it would mean you're just going to remain unaltered. That we would just suck. Yeah, you just keep sucking. So it's a good thing you're not going to keep sucking. <laughs> when it was our past. Thanks. Did I miss that part? Past was the very first card, right? The past oh. was the... Oh, I did this wrong. Okay. So maybe it's not as bad as we thought. Yeah, so actually, in your past, there was deceit. What did you do, Cece? The the people didn't leave comments. Yeah. Was someone past, deceitful? No one... was, what if, was oh, Jeff lying about our comments? Was Jeff lying? On an excellent podcast? Are you talking about Possum Jeff? No, it's not Possum Jeff. It's our number oh. one fan. The only one that left us a comment. Hashtag save Jeff is a liar? No, I don't believe that for a minute. Yeah, I don't know either. About hashtag save Jeff? Yeah, we told him. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, so that's where that's at. Okay, what? Okay, so in the past. So disloyalty in the past. Yeah. And then what was the future then? So our future, or our current, our present. present. I kind of just started doing whatever I wanted these cards um <laughs> okay <laughs> the present is apprehension and peer and uh, uh fear apprehension and fear of the victorious enemy at the gates of treachery disloyalty and being open to the enemy oh so we're afraid right now yeah so you guys are afraid but we're gonna persevere and be successful in the end when we perfect our craft it's always so, like, funny are that, like are you afraid huh? of bad comments? Sometimes I'm afraid of bad comments, yeah. Oh, I don't really give a fuck. That's because you're not the one that reads them. You've never been given a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I give none. Cheers to the future. All right, well, cheers to the future. We're going to be prosperous, and it's going to go well. Yeah. Frank, where's your cheer? What? I have a tiny book. <laughs> I have a tiny book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring a drink. I wasn't prepared. I woke up from like a hour long nap after CC put me in a food coma, which she she, she made some really good. Uh, what were they? Spare ribs, short ribs. I yeah, don't know. short ribs. Yeah, no, I was like probably only supposed to eat three of them, but I ate like seven, and um, and then a whole lot of like potatoes and um, but yeah, no, we just did Christmas on New Year's, so I have the meat sweats. Yeah, no, I. Her child, like, straight up took a photo of me and sent it to me of me sleeping with my mouth open on the couch. I was like, that's not cool. I bet you were cute. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was full mouth open. 
just like when you were a wee one. Yeah, just mouth breathing all over the place. Well, I made a bunch of chili and then I ate a bunch of chili. So that's fun. You really like chili. that. Are you going to stay with us for the rest of the episode? Yeah, I'll hang out. I might take a break to like go get a drink or something. But. Okay. Yeah, I think that you need to get some something. Well, we you're. Some... I'll take a picture of those before you get rid of them. Uh, you're awfully sleepy. Yeah. Because maybe we put them out there. Maybe we have a fan that reads tarot cards, and maybe they could give us like, like a real reading. Yeah, based on them. That was a real reading. <laughs> it was from his heart. That's true from his heart so here's the thing guys i tried really hard to find a new year's murder and it turns out well i like to do old-timey ones you know that and i couldn't find any people getting killed a long time ago on new year's like just failed straight up failed at that instead i decided to do a cold case because it's been awfully cold it's been super cold. It has been pretty cold. I found a crazy bitch story is what I found. And it's, Okay, what is it? It's it's a pretty good one. So you're going to have to buckle up a little bit and put on your thinking cap. Because um, there's lots of twists and turns. Okay? Got you it. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Okay. Frank, are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm ready. Uh... There's not too much gruesome, so you should be okay. Yeah, no, I've seen too much gruesome in my life. I'm all right without it. Okay, okay. Yeah, this one isn't so much much that. It's more fun. It's for funsies. I mean, like somebody dies. That's not fun. Oh. I guess that's what happens in our show. That's what happens in our show. I'm sorry about that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, someone dies. Okay, I'm going to take you back in, we're not going too far back. Um, so that's just a little bitty back to, um, the end of world war one in Turkey. And there is a British military officer. His name is Lewis Thompson. When he was there in Turkey, he met a, um, a refugee, um, from Russia whose name was Lydia Shevchenko. Wait, Okay, I'm really good at names. I think that was okay, actually perfect. Shevchenko. Lydia Shenchevko. Sure. Okay. She was a nurse, and like I said, she was a refugee from Russia, and she had fled there during the revolution. And this this experience of her being a refugee really did stick with her. It impacted her deeply. Um, as they moved through their life and they actually gained some wealth. So she was, you know, came from this, I'm assuming, uh, a poor existence there. These two fell in love and they did get married in 1922 while they were still in Europe. Okay. They stayed in Europe for about six years. And in 1928, they emigrated to the United States and they actually moved to kind of an uppity area in um, outside of Detroit, Michigan. And this place is called Orchard Lake. Have you so heard of it? you're coming for like a better life, but you're like picking Detroit. Well, I mean, back at that time, think about like all the car stuff going on 
in Michigan. Yeah, that's true. That was like before Detroit was an armpit. No, no offense, offense Detroit, if you're, No offense, Detroit, but I've seen Six Mile. Wait, is it Eight Mile? It's Eight Mile. It's definitely Eight Mile. <laughs> six Mile would be a different road. Six Mile is a different road. I've had to travel to Detroit a number of times over the last year and a half, and it's not all bad. It's not? Okay. Well, uh-huh. whichever mile it is, I've seen it on TV, and it looked icky. So I'm sorry that happened to your city of Detroit. <laughs> all right. They were like, what should we do to make some money? And he had a good idea, and they opened a laundry thing, like a laundromat. Um, and then they actually turned it into like a really profitable chain of laundromats that she ran. And then what? he was like, I'm going to be a car dealer because, you know, Detroit. Yeah. And he did really, really well. And he was really excited to be rich. Like, he was a baller. He was like, oh, yeah, bitches, I got all this money. I'm going to do fancy things. Did he make it rain things. sometimes? I bet he did. He <laughs> bought a did, house. That's what I pictured in my head. He bought, a, he bought an expensive house. It was like $40,000. But in today's monies that would be like eight hundred and fourteen thousand. which I yeah mean, i was like, gonna say that's that's a lot for that time that's a lot like 814 to me is a lot but like, when i, I think, think you of, could like, buy a house for 45 cents back then <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but also like i don't feel like eight hundred and fourteen thousand is like super super rich i mean i think he was going a little crazy because he like this house had a tennis court and a swimming pool which okay cool but then he was like oh i think i'm gonna hire us a chauffeur to drive us back and forth to work like i don't think you're that rich bro because that was a bad idea i mean yeah anyway so lydia this would like it really stressed her out because she's like what are you doing I mean, if you think about it, like, they were living during the Great Depression and stuff, too. And, like, they actually had money and other people didn't. But she came from a scary situation, you know. So she's probably like, I never want that to happen again. It became more of a burden to her than a joy because she was constantly worrying about money. Did it? And then. Do bad things to their marriage? Yeah, totally. Totally did bad things to their marriage. Um, like she turned into a giant nag. Like that was the oh. bad thing that happened to the marriage, is her. <laughs> I was thinking that like he was the bad person. No, he just was like making it rain, and just she falling. was like, and she's like, stop it, you know. And she's always telling him to knock it off. So she's harping on dude for everything that he spent on. Basically, things were not good between them. They were completely incompatible, but. She super loved him, and he sort of loved her. <laughs> I understand <laughs> but, that. But not as much as she loved him. This, it became a thing, because he was just pretty much like, man, I'm tired of this bitch. She's always nagging on me. And so he got himself a hot secretary. Um, She Aww. was married. As one does. Her name was Helen. Helen Budnick. And... They fell in love. They were having an affair. Oh. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. So that's not good love, though. It's not, not good love good. on Yeah, that's his... bad juju love. 
not on on his part like but to his thing here like his wife Lydia was like keep like holding him hostage apparently they couldn't get a divorce unless they both agreed and she was just like nope 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 and also no is that what you do can you just not sign the papers forever yeah I was in the army with a girl and she was like yo I'm trying to stay rich and live in my own house but she'd been separated from her husband for like I think four years and she just was like super bold about it. She was like, yeah, no, he ain't getting divorced from me. I'm I'm just avoiding him. I'm like, what? <laughs> you can't just do that. I, that's I not like, nice. That's not cool. It does. Yeah. It happened to me. Remember? Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. All those days where you didn't get divorced. Oh, on, on one of those days when I didn't get divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes people can just be like, no, I don't know why I'm here. I don't want to get it. Eventually, the judge That's for um, real in happens. most states, eventually, the judge in most states will just declare it like a default judgment or whatever and give you the divorce after a really long, drawn out process. But apparently, this wasn't a thing. I don't know what the deal was. So, so instead of like really trying to make things work, she decided that the best course of action would be to start stalking him. Nice. You know, so she's like, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to stalk him. I'm going to prove that he's having these affairs. I'm going to hire, I'm going to start spending my money. I'm going to spend that money on um, investigators. What are those called? Private investigators. Yeah, PI. A PI. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The doc used to be a PI once. Yeah. I should have known that. So she had all these people like trailing him and following him around all over the place and she's like, I know some things. So it got to be like, this is like 22 years into their marriage in 1944. Lewis was like, can I please have a divorce? And it probably was something like, Lydia, darling, may I please have a divorce from your nagging ass? And Lydia was like, nah, nope. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's like that song. It was a song from the 70s where they're like, and now I'm praying for the end of time. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where he like. The end of time is more than I yeah. could do. Yeah. So it was like the two teenagers when they're like, they want to get it on. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll love you forever. And then she's like, are you sure? Okay. You want to marry me? And he's like, yeah. And then. And then he's like, and now I'm praying for the end of time. Because he yeah. wants to get away from her. He was praying for the end of time. Yeah, pretty much. So she claimed to still like really be in love with him. So at this point, they've been married for like 22 years. At The year is 1944. Lewis is, like I said, asking for a divorce. It was probably something like, Lydia, darling, may I please have a divorce from your nagging ass? Oh, because he was British. That was... I should have done it more British. Oh, I feel like I could do that. Could you do it? Can you do it? Oh, I've been watching The Crown. Okay, let's see. Oh. For the love of God. Lydia, darling. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Lydia, darling, may I please have a divorce from your nagging ass? And she was like, no. No. Anyway, so she still claimed to love her husband. Um, in any case... Like, she was one of those till death do us part people, which 
I mean, like, he's cheating on her. That gives you an out, even by God's standards. Yeah. Right. So 1945 rolls around. Like I said, uh, she had hired these three detective agencies to shadow him. Um, She also fell into the habit of snooping on, like, every single thing that he would do. So she's basically, like, stalking his every move, being a complete psycho. Not cool. Uh, March 31st of that year, she personally tailed Lewis to a nightclub in Detroit. He was out having dinner with some friends, including some female friends. Were they prostitutes? So, no. They oh. were just, like, innocent friends. Like, there was a dude at the table, a couple chicks, him. Mm-hmm. They're at the table, and in her mind, she's basically like, I know what's happening here. Y'all are having an orgy. <laughs> like At the club? She, yeah, like at the club. She just straight up like goes right for the gold. Clearly that's what they must have been doing. But she was prepared. She starts making a big scene. And she starts screaming at the women basically like, I know you're banging everyone in here. You know, whatever. <laughs> and... She whips out this convenient vial of acid that she, you know, happened to have in her purse. And she threw it at them. Like, opens the vial. Oh, my God. Throws it at these women. She was no joke. She burned their faces and their legs. That's so fucked up. Yeah. It escalated quickly. Yeah. That is premeditated to Um, the highest degree. I just walk around with some acid in my pocket. Like, where does one find acid? I feel like you hear about a lot of, like, incidents. Like, I don't know. Like, I recently started watching the Jeffrey Dahmer one. And he just had, like, a whole tub of acid. And I was like, you just, like, acquire a tub of acid? I was like, I don't know where I'd find that. Home Depot doesn't have acid. I don't know. Is there ever a case where you would buy acid and it would not be shady? Uh, Coca-Cola. Coca Cola, you can use it to clean your toilet yeah. and your innards. Uh, I don't know. I kind of wanted to look it up on the internet, and then also I decided against it because anytime that your search history is like, how do you melt someone's face with acid? You just shouldn't do that. You shouldn't Google. Should that. I take? Should I take the chance? Where's the doctor? He would definitely know. He would know. He's upstairs. He's snuggling beat okay, up. I'm just going to like find out like why would you need acid? Why oh would you God. need acid? That's what you're going to ask yeah, it? Like, oh, like why? I feel like the internet's going to be confused. Do people drugs, acid. buy acid if they're not attacking someone? There's definitely going to think you're talking about drugs. Okay. <laughs> Hypothetically. Acid attacks. Well, no. I told you they're going to think you're talking about acid drugs. Oh, it's just telling yeah. me about things that happen like this. But I just saw a picture and I can more than imagine now what probably happened to these women. No, it's bad. Like your oh, face yeah. is like melted off. It's really it's scary. It's very yeah. scary. So my question is like, why didn't she get arrested after this thing happened? That doesn't make any sense to me. They didn't do anything? No. Uh, 
actually, maybe I listened to something that did say she got in some trouble. She must not have gotten in a lot of trouble. Everything was cool. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. So it pretty much ended any chance of uh, Lydia and Lewis ever reconciling. Like, ever. Because he's like, holy shit, you are terrifying. So he actually decides to peace out. And he runs away to Miami, Florida, which where conveniently um, Helen, his lady friend, uh, also his secretary, was vacationing in Miami. With her so husband that worked out. on her own? I don't know. I'm guessing that without him, because Lydia was like right on his heels. Like okay. he ran away to Miami and so did Lydia right behind him. So Stalker McCrazy Pants is like, she shows up at their hotel room and she knocks on the door and she was probably like, I know you're in there about to get it on. Like she's probably like pounding on the door. I don't know why they answered the door, but they did. Like, yeah, she probably was yelling things. Or a peephole. Is it a peephole or a peephole? Peephole. Okay. I'm going to call it a peephole from now on. A peak hole? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened. Um, So they answered the door and she was like, if you don't leave my husband and leave him alone, um, she's like screaming at Helen and she's like, I will haunt you all of my life and I'll kill myself right now. And Helen is like freaked out. Because she's like, what the hell is happening? Like, your wife's an actual lunatic. And so she kind of, like, holds them hostage in that moment. She takes, like, a big handful of sleeping pills and, like, swallows them. And instead of it, like, they're did probably she, just like, sitting. she, like, bring a glass of water with? That's what I'm, I'm like, how did this take place? Like, how did she do it? Does she, like, come with the pills and a glass of water? While she's yelling. Also, they had to open the door. Did they give her a glass of water and be like, here. (laughs) Please, can I have a glass of water? And then, like, I don't know. And, like, I don't mean to be insensitive, but when you swallow a whole bunch of pills, like, I feel like you got, like, it takes, like, a few tries. Like, like you're not going to put, like, all the pills in your mouth at once. Because, like, I swallow, like, maybe eight pills at a time. That's hard. That's a lot. Yeah, because I have to take a lot of pills. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, I don't know how many it takes, but you must, like, I feel like she'd be sitting there just, like, taking pills slowly with a glass like, of water. Like, what if she's... Like, I don't understand it. Maybe they taste like, what like if she's M&Ms. one of those? Like, m ms Yeah. Well, I just think that, like, usually when people do that, they're by themselves, you know? Like, not standing in front of their ex-husband and his lover. I know she's like, can you just can you just wait a minute? My throat's a little dry. Ah, that one's stuck. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what if she's bad at swallowing pills? <laughs> like some of the kids, when they were little, like you try to make them swallow a pill, and you'd think that it was like an execution. Um, how like my daughter execution. swallows pills is she like jams it in the back of her throat and then chokes it down. Yeah, she literally goes ah! <laughs> every time, <laughs> and then she like smiles afterwards. Well, that's kind of what I'm imagining. So she's doing that, but she's like taking sips, taking swells. Like, I feel like and they can, I'm just saying after the first one, like, why aren't they like knocking the pills from her hand? They're not. They're not knocking the pills from her hand. They're also not calling the authorities. 
I mean, okay. They could have called an operator. It was in the 40s. They could have been like, ring, ring. Could you please send the police? So what did you know they what I do? Mean? Well, they, they waited around and watched. And this is the part that oh. just blows my mind. She's like in the hotel room and she's just like puking everywhere. She's like, oh, so she, excuse me. she was invited in? I don't know. That's the weird part. Like, I was just imagining this whole time she's like standing in the doorway with a glass of water. Like, I just, there's so much. It's not like they had a bottle of water back then. They couldn't have had like a plastic bottle of water. You don't bring like a hydro flask with you. No. Anyway, so she's barfing everywhere. And they're like, oh, great. Like, sexy time is over. <laughs> like, that is not what they have on their minds at this point. Yeah. Somehow she, yeah, like, so she's puking it up and she's like, well, I guess that failed. So she pushes her way onto, uh, like, a ledge or whatever. She goes out of the window. So, like, nobody's really holding her back. She's just, like, crashing their party all sorts of ways. She takes herself out onto the ledge and says she's going to jump. And so Helen's like, what the fuck did I get myself into with this dude? And so she's like just trying to make Lydia stop, you know, and she's like, okay, okay, okay. You know what? I'm never going to see Lewis again. It's cool. We're all just going to go home. Please stop trying to kill yourself a whole bunch of different ways. I'll be done. Okay. I'm going to go home. You guys go home. Everything's going to be okay. They all go back to Michigan. And so, of course, Lewis and Lydia lived happily ever after. Because that always works. <laughs> totally. No, that is... So who killed who? All right. Well, Lewis and Helen, they just picked right back up where they left off. And Lewis actually moved out of their, out of their big house that they bought together. You know, the fancy uh-huh. one. Um, and then they only had to see each other like once per week because they still had to be married. I don't really know why they had to see each other. Maybe it was their businesses or something. Yeah, that's I don't know. weird. It was very specific. Yeah, it was very. Like maybe they had a deal. Like we're going to have dinner once a week. Maybe he was just like, if I have dinner with you once a week, can you just calm the fuck down? stop burning people with acid stop swallowing pills stuff like that oh i forgot about the acid burn yeah like that just yeah Yeah. very scary just like really married to a super crazy person yeah so lydia threatens suicide again but this time helen called her bluff she's just like no no i'm not gonna stop seeing him he's mine now like if you're not going to divorce him, tough luck, buttercup. He's mine now. Whatever. So she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to disfigure you for life, Helen. Hmm. Oh. And she's like, oh, fuck. Well, you do throw acid at people and keep it conveniently in your purse. So basically, Helen's scared to death. And Lydia just continues on stalking her husband. But at some point in here, things kind of flipped for Lydia. She started to confide in her friends that she was, like, pretty scared because she thought someone was spying on her. Like, I'm going to spy back on you. Like, I don't know if that was just paranoia or whatever, 
But that's like the cheater thing, you know. Everyone that's like, "Oh yes. man, you're cheating on me." It's like this came out of the blue. It probably means that that person's cheating on you. There's actually like scientific proof or something about that. There's studies, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called, studies. Scientific proof. <laughs> There's scientific proof about cheaters that accuse other cheaters. It's a thing though. So what if she no, he, okay, so Lewis was rich, so he probably hired a PI to track her while she was tracking him so that maybe he knew if she was going to get him with acid. That's fair. That's a fair assumption. Like, I guess that's probably what I would do if I was in that situation, is I would try to have somebody be on top of it, especially because there's not cell phones and stuff back then. So no, like, I would it's really hard to back. get breaking news. It is, especially about acid face yeah so she started talking a lot about her own death like oh maybe i'm gonna kill myself or maybe somebody else is gonna kill me i'm pretty sure somebody else is gonna kill me so she goes out and she buys a gun okay because she's got to protect herself of course of course right so now let's go to the morning of october 11th 1945. That morning, she decided to go out for breakfast with a couple of her lady friends. Like, why does she still have lady friends? Do you think they were scared of her? Um, Yeah, because she probably was like, listen, if you don't hang out with me, I'm going to stalk you and throw acid on your face. I'm going to acid you your go face. to get coffee in the morning. Oh, my God. So the I was level scared. of friendship. Uh, established dominance. <laughs> right? She stands over them like a dog. Like how yes. Lola stands over the top of everyone. Yeah, she just wants to make sure you know. Yeah. Okay. So basically she goes out to breakfast with these ladies. And she's like, she's all freaked out. And she's telling them, like, hey, guys, I think I might be murdered. Like, it's coming. It's coming really soon. But she's, like, super vague about it. So they're like, nah, you're good. And um, they're probably saying whatever they have to say to keep her happy and away from aciding their faces. So, like, mm-hmm. I'd be polite as hell. Like, yes, ma'am. When would you like me to go, ma'am? Please don't burn me. Yeah, you have to be very careful with Lydia. Yeah, you do. So she parts ways with these folks. And at, like, 1 p.m., she goes to the grocery store. The grocery store where she is a regular customer. And she went up to the owner and she was clutching this little piece of paper. And then she asked him, quote, will you look up the man whose name is on this paper? Like, why did she ask that man? Like, why do you go to a grocer? Were they like the OG Googs? Like, she's just trying to find out if he has a tab here. I don't know. It's very. And maybe like if they have a tab, then the address is on file. I don't know how. And like. That work he wouldn't even look at it. He's just like, no. He wouldn't even look at it and see what the name was. He just like waved her away and was just like, dude, I'm super busy right now. I don't have time to look at your little piece of paper. And she was like freaking out and she's like, but you've got to. I'm scared to death. I've got to know this. You've got to find this man for me. I must know if this man goes grocery shopping. Yeah. It's really weird. 
But wasn't her husband? No. I'm just really confused. He he continued to just not give a fuck about what she had in her hand. And then she gave up and she left. Okay. So she's like, okay, what should I do now? So then she goes to her friend's apartment, her friend Harriet. Can you imagine if people were still named Harriet? I think it happens sometimes. Well, we have uh, Brett's kid's name is Harrison. That's a lot different than a female named Harriet. Oh, we're talking about a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lady. (laughs) To be fair, I asked Brett when he was like, yeah, I'm going to name my kid Harrison. I was like, whoa, that's an old people name. (laughs) (laughs) I have a a friend from high school that was named Harrison. There's Harrison Ford. I mean, he's pretty old now. Yeah. But Harriet... Like Harriet Tubman? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But her name was Harriet Steele. So she's like, she's like hysterical and she's crying. So she's telling her friend that she fears for her life. She said, quote, everything that causes the trouble is on this slip of paper. And the friend said that she said, maybe I will not see you tomorrow. The friend apparently did not see what the, the guy's name was. Like, dude, if you came over and you were like, on this piece of paper is the name of somebody that's going to kill me. Like, if you didn't just show it to me, I would probably knock you over and take the piece of paper. Just Harriet's you know, fucking relieved. She's like, yeah, let this fucker get you because I'm scared as fuck. Like, I'm stuck being your friend because I don't know what's going to happen. And this yeah, is back in the day weird. where you can't screen your phone calls. You People just show up at your door and you have to answer your fucking door. She's terrified Nobody of it. Nobody scared. No, people were excited to get visitors back then. Unless it was Lydia, acid face thrower. Do you think her friends knew what she did? Yeah, they were scared. That's what I... I I've drank th- three quarters of a bottle of wine right now, but I'm pretty sure. All okay, right, so, so Harriet just doesn't give a fuck. She just like... Right? She's like, it'll be okay, Lydia. You're not going to die. It'll be good. I don't care what that man's name on the piece of paper is. Come on. You're killing me. Like, look at the name. Harriet doesn't care. So later that day, Lydia, she's like busy as hell this day. Like she goes out to breakfast. She goes to the grocery store. She goes to other friends' house. Now she goes down to the telegram station. Where do you what do you call that place where they make telegrams? Was that like did it have like a name? Uh, that's I would say telegram station. <laughs> okay, so she, she goes down to the telegram station, and she purportedly sent a telegram to her sister in Russia. Wait, don't they have proof of this shit? Why is it purportedly? I feel like that well, would be like this happened. There's not a computer that's keeping track of it. While they have what the message said, it said, send your address. I am mailing package soon. Wire immediately. I'm your sister. If I sent you a telegram that said that, wouldn't you respond to me right away? Yeah. Unless, like, what if I didn't go to the telegram station to get the message right away? Because, like, I don't know know you have a telegram. I think it's just like a mail. 
you just stop by like once a week and you're like, I got any telegrams? They didn't stop like every day. The 40s, didn't they have, they had telephones, didn't they? They, she was in Russia. Yeah. So the sister's all the way over in Russia. So I don't know, but she didn't answer. Happened there. So nobody, nobody knows, knows, like, what this package sister, was. She didn't know. Nobody knew. She had a telegram. Yeah. So I'm guessing her sister was probably busy. Or she didn't care. Yeah. I, I mean, wish I feel that... like if you were going to be an acid thrower, that I would have had some, like, guess that you were headed down that path in your life. And maybe we wouldn't be as close. What if I kept it a secret from you that I was an acid thrower? Like, what I if I am? There would have been warning signs. What are the warning signs of being an acid thrower? I like maybe just keeping she tiny glasses vials. of water or vodka because they're in Russia. So I think if you would, like, if you were just walking around throwing vodka at everybody all the time, you'd be like, well, she's going to escalate. <laughs> or just like having vials, like Yzma. On Emperor's New Groove. Like, she had a lot of vials. Everybody should have known that she, she was going to become an ass thrower. I will poison you. <laughs> sister was like, I'm this. not taking any telegrams anymore. <laughs> it could be an ass telegram. Funny. I'm sorry. It's I don't not. Know, sometimes I keep some friends just because they do chaos stuff like that. And it's like a TV show. You're like, what happened today? I you just want to know. Look. I just, I would probably look at those. You know, you get some of those people in life and you're like, oh, this is a disaster. Let's watch. Yeah. Yes. But if she threw acid, like, wouldn't you be scared of her? Uh, if you're related to them, I don't know. Maybe. No. I don't know. Like, what if Concrete Kira was an acid thrower? Would you be scared of her? I would be so scared of her. Who? Your I sister. Your next youngest sister. That's her fake name. Oh, Cheech. I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was an acid I mean, thrower. I'm mildly afraid of her now. So <laughs> I'm probably more scared. Yeah. Don't like if Concrete Kara had thrown acid at people, I would stay away from her. I love you, Concrete Kara, but let's get real. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know when you're going to get like, mad at me. What? <laughs> All right. So this is the last known thing that anybody knew her to do was to sell. Sell. This is the last known thing that anybody knew her to do was to send this telegram to her sister over in Russia. It was really cryptic. And then the next day. Her car was found in a downtown parking lot in Pontiac, Michigan. It was left there sometime between 10 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. on the previous night. Don't ask me how anybody knows that information because I don't know. There wasn't any CCTV. There wasn't any other ways. Somebody probably drove past a Pontiac at 10 o'clock. And they didn't see the car there, and then they drove past again at 11.30, and it was there. In a Pontiac. They were definitely driving a Pontiac. I, oh, I'm sorry I had to say that, because that's the first time I knew that Pontiac was named after a city. 
Me too. Fun fact. Same. Okay. So, and they don't know who drove the car. I don't. So basically nobody knows anything. They just know that the car was taken there sometime because somebody saw something. And there's the car. Okay. They couldn't find any of her shit that she normally would have had with her. And they're like, we don't know what happened to this woman. And they don't see any vials of acid anywhere. (laughs) Wherever she went, she was armed. Yes. So two days later, on October 13th, there's some mushroom pickers. Like, they're probably... (laughs) What are you giggling about? Oh, that's like a real job. I knew some people that did that in Pennsylvania. Your job tells mushroom picker? Yeah, they go down into the mines and pick mushrooms. You guys, I think I'm drunk. I'm so sorry. Like, people do. They go out mushroom picking at certain times of the year. Right? Yeah, I just said that's their job. No, like, that's a hobby. These were the the hobbyist of mushroom picking. Well, I guess somebody makes a living picking mushrooms. Who gets the ones I buy at the grocery store? Yeah, but the ones they buy at grocery stores, uh, they grow them in mines. Are you sure? They don't. They, yeah. Is that like a farm? Do they call it like a mushroom farm? No, they grow them underground. Well, in like old mine shafts. That's it was like, like a big thing in peat. Pennsylvania. They tell me all about, and I met some dudes that said they did it. They were like, "Ah, oh, we drink yingling. We like mining mushrooms." I don't know. I saw some yingling today, and then I, I felt really sad that I. That I forgot to bring you your beer. I'm very sorry. I wish we could mail beer. I know. I had to talk with the doc today. He goes, were you going to mail beer? And I was like, don't look at me like that. I know it's illegal. I wasn't going to mail beer. I didn't. Okay. So, anyway, some mushroom pickers, as I was saying, found her body in some woods not in a mine because they're in Michigan. They found her body in some woods a few miles outside of Pontiac. Pontiac, the city, not a car. CC. Okay. They drove a Pontiac to get there to pick mushrooms. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Do you think everyone in the town drives a Pontiac? Fuck yes. If you're from okay. Pontiac, Michigan, please shoot us an email and let me know. <laughs> so and leave we- us a review. And maybe everyone gets a free Pontiac. Your car, yeah. Yeah. Do they make Pontiacs still? Um, Did I make that up? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, so things are like things are gonna get pretty intense here. Okay. Like what I told you, Yankee? somebody was gonna die. Well, they did. Okay. And it was Lydia. Okay. So, they deduced that she had been knocked unconscious, and then also she got stabbed a bunch of times with both a knife and an ice pick. That's a crime of passion. Uh, you're right. I totally think so. And then the murderer took a hatchet and basically, like, chopped her head off, except for just a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah, there was like a little bit of, of still attached to the head. Oh, so it's like a lot, but a little bit's left. She's mostly head cut off. Oh. 
I hope I never That's... find something like that. Me too. But I just want you guys to think about this for a second. So this murderer has with like that's like a whole ass kit like a tool belt full of stuff like he's got a knife he's got an ice pick and he's got a hatchet like that's a lot of stuff to take with you yeah that is a lot maybe he had a lot of pockets okay so the doctor who performed the autopsy this is the part that like doesn't make any sense to me because if the last time they saw her was on the 11th and then the mushroom pickers found her on the 13th, why does it make me giggle every time I say mushroom pickers? Because it... it's a weird thing. It is weird. Okay, so the autopsy, the doctor said that he thought that the person had like done this crime over the course of like four to five days. Um, no, but that was two days. It was literally two days, doctor. And he said that the first wounds and the last wounds, like where they tried to cut her head off, like that there was like a huge chunk of time that happened in between them. I think that he didn't know how to do his job very well then. I think he didn't either. Because unless somebody got Or the cops didn't know well enough and their police reports are wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. Clearly. Or you got bad info from a website. I looked it up on multiple websites. And it all said two days? Well, both, all two of them did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Weird shit my mom found on the internet. <laughs> that's what this show is about. I yeah. read things on the internet and then I tell you guys about them. Okay. That's the thing. Don't ever do a book report on us. If you want, like, real details that are rock solid don't listen to the show that's not what we're about we're not about that no we're not about that life okay so so that's weird right um that would indicate to me that this person like really hated her a lot not just like a normal amount of oh i'm gonna kill you but like all sorts of i hate you yeah. Like, you destroyed my life kind of hate you. Where's Helen? Where is Helen? That's what I'm saying. Okay. So, they also believe that she wasn't killed where she was found because, well, there should have been a lot of blood. And there just yeah. wasn't. Like, there wasn't enough blood. They went to her house and there wasn't very, there wasn't any blood there. I was going to say there wasn't very much blood there, but I don't think there was any. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, there wasn't enough blood there either. And also, like, her home didn't show any signs of robbery. Like, all the loot was still there. There was a bunch of jewels and diamonds and fancy things and probably a fancy tennis racket. Um, and there was no struggle of any kind there either. And everything had disappeared. Like, Lydia's gun. Her ration book. What the fuck is a ration book? No one knows. A driver's license and keys. Well, they were all disappeared. Those in the depression. And they probably had to keep track of like what they were eating and stuff. You, you don't want to eat all your ramen noodles if you gotta like survive. I'm gonna look up what this is because this is weird. But they were rich. Yeah. Do you think that she was like trying to make her husband ration his food? 
Or maybe they were rationed, like, how much food they would give them, like, at the grocery store. Oh, okay. Store. You guys, let me, let me explain. Okay, good. So, every American was issued a series of ration books during the war. The ration books contained removable stamps good for certain ration items, like sugar, meat, cooking oil, and canned goods. A person could not buy a ration item without giving the grocer a ration stamp. So, even if you're rich, you oh. can't buy more than what you're allotted i'm guessing there was probably a black market for it for rich people but this hmm. that's what a ration book is well i like so now that you learned history i like that everybody was treated the same yeah that's good because this is during okay. world war ii but you still had to pay for the stuff yeah you just like you just had to like pay buy for more than you're allotted okay also that's terrifying. you can't be hoarding we should have done that for toilet paper there COVID. should have been a, a ration stamp for toilet paper. Yeah. And also those sanitizing wipes. Yes. Yeah, I was really upset about that. That was upsetting. It was I wanted to sanitize upsetting. things with a wipe. I a can't convenient just be wipe. wiping germs all over my house. I know. Okay. Sorry. So they couldn't find any of those things. And then, oh, they also found a note. There was a letter on her desk, and it said, If after this day you don't see me and you don't hear anything of me, then go on Jefferson and find a man by the name of Peroni and ask him where I am. This Peroni? is the doings of my husband. He is tired of me and wants to marry her. Everything that belongs to me, I leave to you. The letter was addressed to her father, Andrew Shevchenko. I nailed it that time. And apparently her father was living in Detroit. However, nobody really knows why, but Lydia had kept it a secret from everyone, including her husband. So nobody even knew that this dude Andrew, this 70-year-old dude, was her father. Or that he was even living in Detroit. And then... All so weird. Her sister was like, nah, our dad is dead. So who the fuck is daddy-o? I, I, I have a theory. What is it? Okay. So she hated this guy so much that she wanted him to get in trouble for killing her. Her ex-husband. In Helen. Mm-hmm. So, whoever the seven-year-old man was, she hired him, in a sense, to murder her. So, she hired yes, a hitman to kill herself, <laughs> and then his payment was everything she owned. And that's why the note left everything to him. And she's like, I'm going to call you daddy-o? Yeah, and I just solved this murder. Big Daddy. You're welcome. Okay. So Andrew told investigators that he knew nothing of the meaning of this letter or anything else about Lydia's recent bullshit that she'd been doing. All right. So Peroni. She says, look Peroni for... or pepperoni? No. <laughs> he's an Italian. I know. Uh, I believe he's an Italian. <laughs> His name is not Pepperoni, okay? It's Peroni. It's pretty close. It's really close so. to Pierogi. 
Oh, pierogies are so good. Like a pepperoni pierogi. Wait, what are those things that they eat on the Sopranos? The little meat slices? Uh, that's prosciutto. Oh, not even close. That's way Which different. with a P is close. Stars with a P. Where I have our pea popper. Pop, 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 pop. Look at this pea popper thing. You see this around my microphone? It's so I can say all the peas in the world. Poop. <laughs> and it doesn't make a noise like that. I I'm not elegantly things on say track my pee. this time, so we're out of control. That's right, because this is my episode, and I get to get out of control if I want to. You can't tell drinking. me I can't. And you've been drinking. <laughs> and Frank is here. Okay. So, what do we know? guys well what do we do know is that police found three men with the last name peroni that all lived on jefferson avenue do you think they were brothers i think they were probably or father son or cousins and cousin or something anyway they all denied knowing lydia and as far as anybody could tell they weren't lying so anyway they did find Lydia's diary. It was pretty much like a whole lot of her being psycho and like going on and on about her shattered marriage and just being like, oh, everything is horrible. But she did say, I shall drag two people into my death with me. She wrote that. Yeah, she totally paid somebody to offer. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Lewis became the prime suspect in this. Um, And then a carpenter who was doing some work for Lydia actually told investigators that three weeks before her death, she confided to him that Lewis had attacked her with an ice pick. Um, what? No. And the man quoted her as saying, don't be surprised if they find me in the country with an ice pick through me. I said ice. I don't know why I said it like that. However, there was no evidence other than this carpenter wanting people to pay attention to him and saying bullshit about the case. Nothing was really found tying Lewis to the killing. Lewis and Helen both had alibis for the time of Lydia's death. However, everybody was like, "Mm, I think you did it. Like everyone, you know, in the court of public opinion, they were guilty. So two weeks after Lydia died, her father, or quote-unquote father, right, Andrew, suddenly left Detroit saying that he was going someplace where it was more pleasant. So shortly after he left and went back to Russia, they got this cable from a woman believed to be Lydia's sister, like I said, saying that their father had actually been dead for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, because... Andrew is the hitman that she hired to kill her. Yeah. So here's some other weird stuff. In the last few months of her life, so normally we know that Lydia squeaked when she walked. She was a cheapskate, right? She didn't like spending money. But in her final weeks, she took out well over $6,000 from her bank account. And then she also uh, borrowed an additional 1500 from a friend. And nobody knows what happened to the money. Because she paid a hitman with it? Possibly. Okay. So, police 
heard stories um, that were claiming that Lydia had been paying gang members to beat up her husband's lady friends. <laughs> Jeez. Like, can you imagine that? Like, just paying somebody to go beat up some women. But not even that could account for all of the money that was taken out. And also, the police never found any evidence of these hired thugs. It was just, like, people telling rumors. So they're huh. like, I don't know. So they really don't know. So you could be right about that. In February of 1946, four months after Lydia's murder. Does that say four months after her murder? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I did some math in my head just now. Okay. I'm pretty smart about math. Uh, Lewis went and got married to Helen. Like, they didn't waste well, any time. He, but he wanted to get married to Helen the whole time, though. It's not like it was a secret but affair. she had a husband. Didn't she must have had to, like, leave her husband? Yeah, but I just, they knew they couldn't get married before. I just, I'm not convinced that Lewis is guilty. Okay, well, she had a baby the next November. And then guess what they decided to do? They decided to live in the fancy pants house. The one with the tennis court and swimming pool. Oh, that he lived in with his ex-wife? Yeah, isn't that icky? Go get a different house, man. Get a different house, dude. Like there's probably not a lot of houses with tennis courts though. Dead wife was in that house. So while they were cleaning everything up, um, they found a package behind the refrigerator, and in the package it contained her keys, license plate. Just kidding. Her keys, license, driver's license, not license plate, and ration book. Police had claimed that they had searched those same places immediately following her death, but that they hadn't found anything there before. So the stuff just turned up again. I don't Uh, know about all that. The police might have just been bad at their job. It was probably a pretty big house. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like the police were really bad at their job back then. I mean, like, yeah, they were probably just really bad at their job back then. You've seen how they've, like, tried to solve old murders. They're like, I don't know. There was some dirt in the house. Someone was outside. Yeah, pretty <laughs> you know much. I mean, you're like, I, we have no actual evidence of anything. <laughs> yeah. So Lewis told the police he was becoming increasingly convinced that Lydia had paid to have herself killed in the hopes of framing him for the murder. Yes. So, but also at other times, he was like, I know who did it. It was a sex maniac. That's what he said. <laughs> You know, because sex maniacs do that kind of thing. And Helen said, Lydia was arranging to have us killed, only to be murdered by her own hitman. So Mm -hmm. Helen thought that maybe she had hired somebody. Maybe that's who Andrew was. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Alternative theory. Okay. Helen? (laughs) No, not Helen. Sorry. Lydia... Hires a hitman to kill Lewis and or Helen. Hitman realizes dude has a bunch of money. So he approaches oh. Lewis and says, can you outbid your oh. wife? Lewis is like, fuck yeah, I can. Because the guy was probably like had a gun or an axe or just a whole bunch of tools with him at the he moment. He had the whole tool belt. Lewis on. was like, if you don't kill me right now, dude, I'll give you even more money. To off Lydia. Nice. 
But it still doesn't explain all the weird stuff that happened leading up to the death, though. Do you think that like that daddy was like writing letters and things? You think the fake daddio was the the sex maniac? He's not a sex maniac, but he's a hitman. He just might be a hitman businessman. Okay. Because he knew yeah. he was going to get both their money. I think you did a much better job at that. Yeah. So in well, 1940s... no, 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 because that just still doesn't explain her leaving stuff to him if she died. No, it doesn't. She she did it to herself. Okay, that's weird. But she was talking a lot about her own death and somebody killing her. Why was she freaking out about somebody else killing her then? Yeah, and why would she leave all of her belongings to a random guy that, like, it just yeah. it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. Okay. 1947, a Wayne County judge said he was investigating the local organized crime racket. I don't think the judge was investigating anything. I think other people were investigating it. I don't really know. Whatever the case is here. They were investigating a local organized crime racket, and they heard some very strange things about the the Thompson case. A woman named Laura Riddle said that her boyfriend, Stanley Enkulwicks, I don't know what his name is, really weird. Um, (laughs) He's an ex-con with mob ties. Anyway, he told Lewis, or he told her that Lewis had hired him to compromise Lydia. What does that mean? Is that the sex maniac? Yeah. Yeah. Rape. Yeah. I think that Lewis hired this dude to do bad things to Lydia. Okay. Later, Lewis offered him $10,000 to dispose of her entirely. So were they, like, playing it against each other? Maybe, like, whatever. Okay, so Riddle, yeah. Adel- Riddle added that um, the Stanley guy and an unnamed Italian had also been involved in some murky plot to blackmail Lydia. That's pierogi. That's pierogi? <laughs> Peroni? Peroni, pepperoni. Okay. (laughs) This story was enough for the judge to issue indictments against Stanley, the guy with the A last name, that I won't say again for everyone's um, benefit, and also against Lewis and Helen. So they were all going to be indicted, or they all were indicted for the murder. Um, When he was arrested... Stanley A. basically just was like, hey, yo, um, I invented this whole story just to scare my ex-girlfriend so that he wanted to scare off his ex-girlfriend so that he could return to his wife and three children because he changed his mind. Oh. So he was basically like, I didn't really do it. Um, Whether or not that was the truth, the judge just like dismissed the whole case. He was like, actually, I have no technical grounds for placing any of you at the scene of the murder. I have nothing. I I really have nothing. So they released the Thompsons, Lewis and Helen, and they also released Stanley. And they were just like, well, you're you're far from exonerated, but we have nothing. So basically, they lost their key witness. They did. The whole case was was riding on that. Yeah, which wasn't a lot. That's it. Like, 
There's just all these questions. Like, There's no question in my mind. Was Lydia murdered by an assassin hired by her husband? You say no. I say no because the notes, like the letters and things, and like how she was acting leading up to her death don't make sense. Like this to me, it seems because it's just, just ridiculousness that, like, she wanted the grocer to look at her ex husband's name so that he remembered the ex husband's name when they went to like investigate it. And that didn't work, but she left that letter saying that he was after her and left all her belongings to a random guy that didn't, it wasn't her dad. Like, 100%. She was that crazy. Who is Peroni? Who is the pierogi? Peroni was the middleman. He hooked her up with the guy. I think he was her acid hookup. He he probably sold her the acid and the gun. And oh. she probably bought her own ice pick and axe. And they all came from pierogi pepperoni. <laughs> Frank, are you following any of this? I'm real confused. <laughs> I can see it on your face. You're just like, I don't give a fuck. Like right now in front of me, I have one of those boards and like there's the string attaching things. I've been working diligently on it this whole time. And I, this, I'm telling you, she she hired a hitman to kill her herself. A lot of people think that. Yeah. So like. She was Their pretty boards crazy. Match mine. Yeah, she was pretty crazy. That, so, do, you, do you agree, Frank? I'm just saying, that's like extra crazy. Because like, do you hire a hitman and be like, look, I still want it to be a surprise. You know, <laughs> like, I don't want to know when I'm going to die, but like maybe sometime this week, you know, that would be more convenient. Like, I'm not saying Tuesday would be a good day. Like, how do you go about that? Because, I mean, that was pretty brutal. Like, almost most of the head chopped off. Like, That was a lot. Like, that wasn't just, like, that was almost like, like, maybe Lewis hired somebody. And then Helen was like, I want to get in on some of that action. And something, like, stomped back out to the mushroom area. And maybe Helen took a whack. Maybe uh, Lewis did the ice pick. I think it was, like, a group effort. But, like, could you imagine if you hired someone to kill yourself and they, like, stabbed you in the thigh? You'd be like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> that's not quick. <laughs> no. Maybe. Okay, so, like, maybe Roni, he dealt some drugs from a rogue doctor. And he numbed her before he did all the stuff to her. Like, maybe they just gave her a shot. So that she'd go to sleep, and then they murdered the fuck out of her afterward. No. Did say if she was in a magic mushroom hunters that found her, if it was like, like regular <gasps> mushrooms. So if you're <laughs> they on did not specify. Like you, you think you that, that maybe the somebody maybe killed her in a mushroom trip. Yeah, and mushroom she induced was on mushrooms. No, oh, she what if <gasps> mushrooms. What if she was started, like, they murdered her, and then somebody was out there tripping, and then they extra murdered her? Oh. Because they thought that her body was doing something weird to them. Maybe the person that murdered her killed her in different ways, and then they were, like, 
I'm going to hide this body and I think I'm going to probably spread it out and bury it. So they were going to chop the head off to start with and then they were like, oh, this is too much work. Fuck it. It's a lot of work. And they just left her there. I'm just saying, if it was like I was an acid dealer, you would think you would have just melted her in the acid. Yeah. Yeah, that part. Yeah. I think we made that connection of the acid dealer. Like, I think we made that part up in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that Peroni actually was an acid dealer. Well, I'm not going to does... lose any sleep over this case. Well, it was a doozy, though, right? It was. It had she, all the like, things. She's just a different level, man. Like, I'm sure she was mentally ill, but holy shit. I think she was just intense and passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, once you throw acid at somebody, I'm done with you. You <laughs> do what you friends. do, girl. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Do you want to talk about all the grams? Yeah, I'll talk about the grams really quick. So again, in case you didn't get the message earlier in the episode, leave us a goddamn review. Unless you're going to be mean. Hope you're not listening anymore. Don't do it. Like, it's not nice. (laughs) I might not be your cup of tea, but I'm probably somebody else's. And by I, I mean we. Okay, so. Thanks for the recovery on that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so. Instagram and TikTok. It's at Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast. And then I've been drinking. Um, okay. Facebook.com slash Weird Shit My Mom Says Podcast. Believe the eye out of shit. And because Facebook is a prude. Yep. And then super important if you want to throw five bucks a month at us just to help us out with things. You can go to patreon.com slash weirdshutmymomsayspodcast. Give us your money. Give us your money, girl. We're going to do some extra episodes soon. We will. You'll get to hear cooler episodes uh, where we just talk about bullshit. Yeah, we got to find something fun to talk about. Oh, there's always something fun to talk about. We're going to start doing that even though nobody helps us yet. Yeah, we are. All right. Well, this was fun, guys. It was. It was. Are you ready? Goodbye. Yeah, I'm ready. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>